Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show, covering the world of fitness, nutrition, and supplementation with world-class guests, the latest clinical research, and plenty of tips you can use right away to boost your health and wellness. Here's your host, Dave Sherwin. Welcome to episode 47 of the Dairobi Health Show. This is Dave Sherwin, and I've got a really interesting topic today, and one that maybe defies the common logic or what's popular in health and nutrition. It is commonly believed that rapid weight loss is bad and that slow, steady weight loss is good, but there actually is no clinical evidence to support the claim that rapid weight loss is worse than slow weight loss. And as a matter of fact, there is clinical evidence to support the fact that rapid weight loss is actually superior. This may be shocking, but I have talked to plenty of health professionals and I've asked the question many times. If they've brought up that rapid weight loss is bad or poo-pooed it in any way, I've said, what is your basis for that? And they have looked at me like the deer in the headlights kind of a look like, well, everyone knows that. And I said, well, okay, from where? What exactly is the source of that information. Can you show me any clinical studies or research or anything that proves that point? And it's really kind of a stunning question to ask because it's so embedded in the culture. It's so just assumed that no one really ever stops to look at the evidence or to look for the studies that support that view. But when you do, it's just absolutely fascinating that you can find almost nothing, crickets out there, on this whole slow weight loss thing. Well, there is plenty of clinical studies, and I'm not talking about just podunk ones from some community college you've never heard of. I'm talking about big studies with a lot of people, some of them funded by governments. So let's jump into this. When it comes to weight loss, there's really three things that matter to the dieter, right? One is how much weight can they lose? Two is how quickly can they lose it? And three is, how well can they keep it off? Those are the three main criteria for any dieter, no matter what regimen they're going to use. And it is commonly thought by a lot of people, and you might have heard this statement about certain diets, because there's so many named diets, right? We've talked about that on this show. And for some people, they say, well, don't do that diet, because if you do that diet, you'll just put the weight right back on. Have you ever heard that before yourself? I've heard it many times. It's never made sense to me, being in the weight loss industry since 2010 as I've been, it's never made any sense to me that the way a person lost weight would be directly correlated to how they put weight back on. Because the fact is gaining weight is something that we clearly understand. To gain weight, you have to uh, take in more calories than you, you burn off. It's a fairly simple formula. And so... The weight gain afterwards doesn't really come from the particular diet that you did. It generally comes from returning to the lifestyle that you had before you lost the weight. So that's always an interesting one to think about. No matter what kind of diet you do, it doesn't really matter what, uh, in terms of keeping it off. What really matters in terms of keeping it off is that you must have new lifestyle habits after the diet. So let's just put that on the shelf for a minute. Um, because it does come into play in, in the studies that I'm going to talk about. But I think it's just an important thing right out of the gate to consider that if you're going to go on a diet and lose weight, whether rapidly or slowly, 
you cannot return to the same habits that got you overweight in the first place. So there really should be a long-term plan regardless of how well or how quickly you lose the weight. That's really an important thing to think through. I think a lot of people don't have a long-term plan. They, they, they see the big goal of, I want to lose 20 pounds, I want to lose 50 pounds, I want to lose 100 pounds, whatever their number is. And sometimes that becomes the goal and they don't look past that to how am I going to keep that off afterwards. So to me, that's kind of a separate question and discussion, although we'll hit on it in this episode. So let's talk about the studies and what they they do say. And one more point, actually, before I jump into that, is that I am a long-term kind of a thinker. I hope you, if you've listened to this show, I hope that you have gathered that, that we're really about your long-term health and my long-term health. And so in none of this do I want you to think that we're arguing for short-term Band-Aid results We're really not. We're hoping that rapid weight loss would be part of your long-term success journey, that it would not be a fad, that it would not be something that, you know, works for a little while and then you put the weight right back on. So ideally, this would be part of a long-term strategy. And so it may seem counterintuitive, but our argument is that rapid weight loss is a good way to have better health long-term. And the clinical studies that I'm about to discuss back me up. And let me go through those. And by the way, if you go to dirobi.com and click on podcast, this is episode 47. If you go to the blog and you look for episode 47, you'll find uh, this recording, which uh, you obviously already have if you're listening to it. But you'll also find an article and a really cool long-form infographic there as well. Links to the studies Everything we're going to discuss, all the details are there. So if you wanted to share this with someone or if you want to see the studies for yourself, go to dirobi.com, click on the blog, find episode 47 and everything is there. Now, let's go through these studies that prove that rapid weight loss is superior to slow weight loss in all three of the areas that I mentioned, in how much weight is lost, in how quickly it's lost, and how well it's kept off. Example number one, a clinical study by the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology Group was done on 204 obese people. This is not a small study, as I mentioned. It was done over a 12-week period for the rapid weight loss group and a 36-week gradual weight loss group. So they spent three times as much uh, time trying to lose a similar amount of weight. And long story short, more people in the rapid weight loss group actually lost the body fat. In other words, by stretching out the length of time given to lose the weight, only 50% of people were able to lose the target amount of weight in the slow group, where 81% of people lost the weight in the rapid group. So they were much more likely to actually hit their goal in the first place. So that's point number one. They also checked in with these people three years later to see how many of them put back on weight, and they found that the group who did the rapid weight loss were less likely to have put the weight back on. So again, poo-pooing a major... That's the second time I've said poo-pooing in this episode. I will try my best to not say that again. I apologize. I know that makes me sound so silly or like I have kids, but I actually have grand, I do have, I've got grandkids now. And so this is why we use words like poo-poo and not other words that would be really bad to say in front of your children or grandchildren. Next point. 
Researchers found that the amount of weight lost initially did not have an impact on how much or how fast the weight was regained. In summary, the rapid weight loss produced much better results and did not lead to more weight gain or problems down the road. Again, that's a large study with over 200 people. Example number two, by the University of Florida with 262 middle-aged obese women. This is based on a six-month weight loss program. The women were encouraged to reduce their calories to get more and get more physical activity and to lose a little less than a pound a week during the first six months. And then they got weight loss support twice a month for the next year. They also looked at how much weight was lost after six months and 18 months, plus any weight that was regained the following year. Now, here's what this study found. Some women lost weight faster, one and a half pounds a week, and some a moderate amount of one and a half, I'm sorry, one half to one and a half pounds a week, and others lost even more slowly than that, half a pound per week. But those who initially lost weight faster in the study than the others maintained the weight loss for longer. In other words, all these women were given the same protocol, but those who lost the weight the fastest were less likely to regain the weight than those in the moderate group. The faster losers were also five times more likely to have a 10% weight loss at the end of the 18 months than those in the slow weight loss group. Even the women who lost weight moderately fast were almost three times more likely to lose 10% of their weight than the slow group. The summary on this study is that those who lost weight faster than expected kept the weight off longer and were less likely to gain it back. Again, proving our premise. And in example number three, the University of Alabama researchers did a comprehensive review, which was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, on seven myths about obesity, including the myth that small diet changes over time lead to greater, more long-term weight loss. And as they went out to uh, debunk these myths, here's some of their findings. They found that those on lower calorie diets had much greater weight loss short term and had the same rate of regain as the slower weight loss groups long term. So in this study, they found that those that were going to put the weight back on, they they all did. But but again, it's contrary to, to the common logic that if you lose weight quickly, you're going to put it right back on. They did debunk that myth. Believing small lifestyle changes make a bigger difference long-term is based on the idea that burning 3,500 calories equals a loss of one pound. That's kind of a common thing that people believe in the health industry. But they debunked that as well and said it's based on an old model that actually involved short-term experiments done on men eating very low-calorie diets and does not apply generally to the whole population. So that was one of the things that they feel has led to this common belief that slow weight loss is superior to, uh, to uh, rapid weight loss. Recent studies actually show smaller weight, loss, uh, smaller weight changes based on the 3,500-calorie rule than we thought uh, because what happens is as you lose weight, your caloric needs change. And so losing the weight faster can make overall weight loss easier. Uh, those who lose weight in the first two weeks to a month of dieting also lose the most weight the next year. Another interesting finding that, again, those who lose weight quickly, who get results and get positive feedback very fast, tend to have better long-term results. And more rapid weight loss results equals less risk of giving up on the diet 
So again, this seems to indicate that those who get some early reward and, and quick feedback and quick success actually are more likely to stay on the diet and lose weight and, uh, and keep it off. So in summary, the idea of slow weight loss from eating less over time, it just isn't as effective as we used to think. And rapid weight loss can lead to a higher chance of success, a higher chance of actually losing the weight, and even over the long haul of checking in with these people a year to three years later, the rapid weight loss groups consistently outperformed those people who lost the weight slowly. So, you know, I know it's counterintuitive, but again, sometimes we just don't, you know, sometimes things that are common knowledge just aren't really common knowledge. And we do have to dig into the science and we have to go beyond what a lot of people just kind of think and ask them why they think that way and what the studies are. And has anyone actually really checked into this to prove that the premise is correct? And in this case of rapid weight loss versus slow weight loss, there just really isn't any good studies out there to show that slow weight loss is superior. Some of the reasons given, and some of these are speculative. I don't know that all of these are studied, but these are general points that uh, as Lauren and I did the research on this content, these are various reasons that we discovered that we think we can't prove, but we think are the causes of why rapid weight loss is better. Uh, And some of these come from the studies. And some of them are speculation of the researchers saying, hey, this is why we think we got this result, but we didn't study to prove this is why we got the result. So I hope that makes sense. What I'm about to give you, in other words, is very good educated guesses on why rapid weight loss is better. But these particular points I'm about to make are not necessarily studied independently. But Again, really good educated guesses from the researchers. Number one is higher motivation. I just found that the psychology behind this is that those who lost the weight very quickly were able to uh, see results and that was motivating and there was that that um, virtuous cycle of, hey, I lost five pounds this week. And then uh, it made them feel good and so they wanted to carry on. And so they were operating at a higher level of motivation than those losing the weight slowly. Um, Another one is that they think that the more there was more satiety, uh, the people felt more satisfied uh, in the rapid weight loss groups because many of them probably went into a state of ketosis, whereas they were losing weight quickly on a reduced calorie diet, their body started burning fat for fuel. And when that happens, uh, people often feel quite satisfied on, on less food and less likely to give in to cravings and to binge eat. Another one was body composition changes. Back to the virtuous cycle, they were able to see results. And when they could see results in the mirror, when they got out of the shower and could actually see that their body looked better, that again was highly motivating to continue going where those in the slow group didn't necessarily notice the change because it happened more slowly. So the rapid results gave a visual it's like my dog. Uh, I was shocked the other day. I, I went and I, I took my dog, who was the exact same weight from one vet visit, uh, uh, you know, a year ago to the next vet, vet visit a year uh, later. Uh, this is going back to November. So from November to November, my dog weighed 53 pounds. She was fully grown and um, 
53 pounds, and that's about where the vet thought she ought to be. And she looked lean and fit and, and trim. Uh, and then without me really noticing over the next six months, she put on weight. I didn't really notice, but my son said, hey, we should weigh Kiki. And I took a scale and I weighed her. And to my surprise, she'd gained 10 pounds, which is quite a bit to go from 53 pounds to 63 pounds. But I had not noticed because it happened gradually over six months. And so now she's on a diet and I've been feeding her too much. And so we're trying to get her down to her ideal body weight. But again, if she would have gained 10 pounds in a week, I would absolutely have noticed that and would have changed the diet. But because it happened slowly, I hardly noticed. And that's just human nature, right? That's just how things kind of work. If they happen slowly, we tend to not notice them as much. Um, another thing is that the rapid weight loss creates more of a reset. Um, making gradual changes to your diet takes time and it can actually be harder to make the changes if other habits are still in place. A rapid weight loss protocol helps us reset our metabolism and cravings and often come out on a, a higher level. So we're able to kind of smash through, um, you know, we're, we're eating a lower calorie diet and so... Uh, we often have eliminated a lot of sugar and treats, and then we lose our desire to eat those things. And so we have more of that reset effect when we do a rapid weight loss diet. Um, the maintenance is easier uh, than people think. You know, when, when you lose the weight quickly, it's assumed that if you worked really hard and cut your calories to lose weight, you'll have to continue at the same intensity to maintain it. But that's not the case. Maintaining weight loss is simply about eating healthy, getting regular exercise, and eating the same amount of calories you burn each day. And so, you know, in the rapid weight loss groups, every five pounds you drop matters. I talk about this in my book, Formula 7. And so when you lose 20 or 30 or 40 pounds quite quickly, you feel better. I mean, you go upstairs better. You feel better on the treadmill. You feel better in the gym. And so getting to that point more quickly actually makes it more likely that you're going to keep the weight off because you're just more likely to exercise and be uh, active at that lower body weight. So that is our premise that rapid weight loss is superior to slow weight loss. And again, we're only saying that in the premise of long-term success that rapid weight loss would then be followed by a healthier lifestyle, not a return to the lifestyle that led to the obesity. And so, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Our, our product, Pounds and Inches Drops, is one of the top-selling weight loss products on Amazon. It's designed to help people with a uh, rapid weight loss diet. You could do that. You could uh, follow our diet. We, we, have, we give that out free on Dairobi.com, by the way. It's called the... Um, the Modernized Guide to the Pounds and Inches Diet. You can download that on our website and read that if you like to see how you would like that protocol. It's based on a low-calorie diet along with our drops that have the chromium GTF and other um, ingredients, and they're designed to help you because they're appetite-suppressing. Um, there's also clinical studies on the chromium uh, GTF. It not only helps you lose weight, but it helps lower uh, cholesterol as well and keeps cravings down. So so the, the magic comes really from the diet. We're not saying the drops are magical. They're, they're an aid. They're just a good aid to make it easy. And the cool thing about the pounds and inches drops with a low-calorie diet is super inexpensive. Uh, I mean, a lot of the, these ways people are losing weight are quite expensive. Um, so this is pretty cool. You know, 40 bucks gets you two bottles, and then you can um, use the diet 
and lose weight quite quickly that way. But whether you do it that way and use our products or or not, you know, it doesn't really matter. Whatever you choose, as long as it, it involves a rapid weight loss protocol of some sort, that you're making a fairly major change for the short term, a low-calorie diet of usually 800 calories or 1,200 calories. Uh, by the way, uh, WebMD, which is a fairly respected and, and conservative medical uh, uh, website, uh, ha- according to them, you can do a, a very low-calorie diet for up to 16 weeks, which is interesting. A lot of uh, researchers believe that you know, 40 days, for example, has been common knowledge uh, in, in, to a lot of people that you shouldn't be on a low-calorie diet more than 40 days. But WebMD uh, says 16 weeks. Now, again, that that would that all depends on just how low of, of a caloric deficit we're creating here. I do not condone a 500-calorie-a-day diet. I know that has been condoned in the past by some experts. But uh, although that may work, uh, it's just almost impossible to get enough protein to keep your muscle mass up while doing that. So we don't recommend it. We do have an 800 calorie protocol and a 1200 calorie protocol, both developed by doctors and both ensuring that there's enough protein uh, in the diet, which is key to to uh, all of this to make sure you maintain your muscle mass and just lose fat, not uh, muscle or, you know, uh, we want to get rid of the bad stuff and keep uh, the good stuff. So whatever type of diet you choose, whatever floats your boat, but researching a rapid weight loss protocol for yourself and doing it would raise your chances of success, raise your chances of keeping it off. And like I said, you can avoid one of the traps a lot of people fall into by looking beyond the weight loss to what are you going to do differently afterwards? What are the key elements you could do that would be different than what you're doing now so that you don't put the weight back on. I've identified seven of those things in my book, Formula 7. That's also free on our website. Go to dirobi.com, go to the resources page, and you could download that book. Those seven principles are very easy to do. Anybody could do them. doesn't matter what your culture is, what type of foods you love, uh, what type of exercise you like. Uh, these are seven very core, very simple principles that you could follow uh, that that could really help you to keep that weight off. And if you adopted those seven principles, there's a very good chance you would lose weight anyway just through some of those lifestyle changes. So check that out again, another freebie on our website. So until next time, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. Thanks for listening to the Dairobi Health Show. Make sure and check dirobi.com for a free copy of Dave's excellent health book, Formula 7, and enter to win in our free Bottle Friday contest. If you're enjoying the show, leave your review on iTunes. See you next time.